Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What is Cafe Mocha? Cafe Mocha is experts, celebrities. What's up? This is Belbit DeVoe. This is Julie Idris Elba. This is Fantasia. This is Invo. This is India RE. So much more. All from a woman's perspective. What flavor are you making? This is Cafe Mocha. It's Cafe Mocha. Angelique, Lonnie, love Wakanda forever. Lonnie. Finally. You got it. Finally. Finally got it. Through COVID, after, uh, you know, Chadwick's death. Um, did you see the movie? You know what? I w- no, no. Hang on. Hang on. What happened was, yes, I went to go see the movie, Lonnie, but I like I slept through a lot of it. Don't ask, <laughs> don't ask me how I was tired. What? I was tired. I it was one of those things where I promised I'd go. And I'd been running around oh. and I woke up for all the key parts. I know <laughs> if you ask me, if you ask me what happened, I can tell you. It was a long movie. Um, we're not giving any spoilers, but uh, it was a long movie. It was two hours and 41 minutes. You know, this is the thing, though, um, because I've read all kind of think pieces and stuff. And I think that. Marvel, the studio and the director, Ryan Coogler, they really, you know, because there was this whole argument of let's recast Chadwick, um, let's recast the Black Panther. And they were emotionally, they wanted to give a tribute to Chadwick. And so, you know, for diehard comic fans, they wanted that, you know, T'Challa recast because they want to continue the stories. And um, I think because of Chadwick's death being so such a shock, um, it was just it was a shock to everyone. It was very sad. They wanted to somehow pay tribute because this is one of the first black movies to hit a billion dollars. So with that said, I want people to understand the thinking behind what the studio and directors like, no, we're going to give this black man his flowers. So that was the purpose of this, um, this movie. It it wasn't Black Panther 2. If you notice, it was Wakanda forever. That's the title of it. And so with that understanding, there was a lot of things that you saw in the movie, um, I do want to mention that Letitia Wright, who mm-hmm. plays Siri, who is the sister, um, she has a significant part in the movie. And you saw that part, Angelique. Well, mm-hmm. now, if you notice, Letitia Wright is having a few issues right now because of the fact that she was she had put out some. Plus, she didn't get vaccinated, too. So there well, was that. Well, she didn't get vaccinated, but she was she apologized. Because, you know, when she put it out, people, the the studio, you know, started losing it because they were like, oh, my goodness, this is a major film. You're an anti-vaxxer, things like that. She apologized. She um, took down all of her stuff. And now she's in the clear. Well, now um, she actually went up against Hollywood Reporter because Hollywood Reporter 
did an article and basically was saying, you know, about her and how she won't be able to probably get an award because of her her being an anti-vaxxer or whatever. And so she basically took up for herself. She was like, you know, she called out the Hollywood reporter and said, how are you guys? You guys have a vendetta against me because I won't interview with you. But these are all the things that like that's like right that these clouds right the clouds over that's her. over her yeah. and so while all of that is happening you got to figure out okay what's the next move that Marvel's gonna have for Black Panther and if you saw the end you might see that there is an, another plan but I just want people to know that this movie wasn't necessarily for the comic book lovers it was really a tribute to Chadwick. So um, let me ask you with regard to Letitia, let's pretend she's Scarlett Johansson. Mm-hmm. Is this even a deal? Are we even talking about this if she's Tobey Maguire? Which she isn't, but... You have to understand, her role was never a lead role. So, and, and, you, and because it was well, never... Scarlett- Scarlett is in the lead role in. Um, yeah, but what I'm saying is Letitia, it was never really meant for her to be a lead role. Even yeah. in the comic book, T'Challa is ill and she takes over only for like four um, comic, four episodes. And then, mm-hmm. then he comes back. Gotcha. I'm saying in general, it, this is too big. In my opinion, this t- is too big of a movie for her to lead. Gotcha. And so they have to find a way to finally, like when you saw Chadwick, it's like you couldn't take your eyes off of him. You know, you you fell asleep because (laughs) I mean, it was like, no, seriously, even though this wasn't a Black Panther two movie, it still had to deal with the Black Panther. You only had about 12 minutes of fighting. No spoilers, but you only had about 12 minutes of of Black Panther fighting. I saw all those 12 minutes, by the way. Well, and that's what I'm saying. So there is, you know, you have to find a lead for this movie or people are not going to be interested. It was, you know, okay. that's all I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So it's like with everything that's happened with with Letitia, very nice, wonderful, you know, girl. But it just shows you that when you say Scarlett, Scarlett auditioned for lead. She never, this happened because of a death. Right. You know what I mean? I got you. So Mm -hmm. that's what I mean by by that. But I'm happy that they they put it out, I think. um, And also there was some rumblings, um, allegedly, from Angela Bassett. Because if you saw the movie, you saw what happened. I think that there was some issue. I think if you notice, she wasn't on a lot of the press tours. So I think that there may have been some issues issues as far as concerning her character that maybe she didn't necessarily agree with i'm just alleging you know so okay there's a lot of things happening so this next movie whatever happens they're gonna have to recast it and find somebody that can lead and take us on because you know it's 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 i think chad would, would want it recast i absolutely do. You know, and he wants those stories out there because cool. it's very very important and also the last thing is that um namor the indigenous character actually there are think pieces now saying how it took a black movie to bring in the Latinx uh, characters. 
because no one had mm. necessarily looked at it. And that was, you know, on purpose with what Kugler, the director, he wanted to add in that that piece of the pie. So, you know, it's a lot of history. It's a lot of historic things happening with Wakanda forever. But um, it made a lot of money. It made over $300 million, So it's doing just fine. But this next version of the movie, they're going to have to find a lead if they want to keep people interested in coming to see, you know, the series. And I'll, I'll go back and see it for real. Like, okay. awake. It was nice. It was It was good. It, it was, was long, nice. It was a lot of... It was a lot of happening. But I just, I just want people to know it was for Chadwick. That's my review. Wakanda forever. <laughs> it's Cafe Mocha on the line. She's a principal dancer with the American Ballet Theater, the first black prima ballerina ever for the company. Misty Copeland has been using her platform to inspire, uplift, teach young girls po- body positivity and self-love. She's back with a new book called The Wind at My Back, Resilience, Grace, and Other Gifts for My Mentor, Raven Wilkinson on the line, Ms. Misty Copeland. Thank you. Welcome back to Cafe Mocha. Hello. It's so nice to talk to you. First of all, okay, we got to stop all the formalities because Misty is my girl. Okay. When I asked her, she did the proper setup. (laughs) Yeah. I know you did the proper setup. It's like, no. Misty, when I asked her to come on, when we had the reel, she, you know, was like, of course. And she um, did her performance of the Nutcracker uh, with the American Ballet Theater. And I was just so enamored. And I was just like, oh, my God, she's actually going to come on the show. And when I say I boohooed so bad. <laughs> Misty remembers. I kept. I, I was just so happy because, and I was just so proud of her. And I'm just like, thank you so much. So I always, whenever she's in town, I go see her dance and perform. And the things that she is doing for the culture in ballet for Black women um, and and people of color in general is just great. So welcome back to thank the show. You, it, that means so much to me, and and you've been such an amazing supporter. And uh, so I'm I'm gonna. I'm going to jump when you say jump, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Let's talk about this new book, The Wind at My Back. Um, I guess it's somewhat of a second memoir. Uh, My first memoir I wrote almost 10 years ago. Uh, But, you know, it it was important for me to be able to tell my story um, in conjunction really with someone who changed the course of my life and career. Um, My mentor, Raven Wilkinson, who's no longer with us, but... Uh, the impact that she has made on the ballet ballet world and on my world, um, it, it deserves to be documented and told. You know, there's so many Black women who have made a huge impact on the ballet community and their stories aren't told. And Ravens is not told in jest. It's not told, you know, in a way that it should be. She was the first Black ballerina to receive a contract with um, a major ballet company in 1955. Uh, She was the first and only Black woman to join the the Ballet Russe de Monte Carlo, which was like the American ballet company that brought ballet to America, one of the greatest of the 20th century. And she was promoted to soloist, which was unheard of in that time. I mean, let alone getting into an an all-white company 
let alone being promoted past, you know, the, the, the lowest rank, the corps de ballet. Um, she went on to dance with the company for about seven years before her life was being threatened by the KKK every time the company would tour through the South. So her wow. career took her overseas to Amsterdam, like so many Black artists of that time uh, that had to go into Europe in order to uh, have more success. Um, and Raven, you know, is no different. But we met in 2011 and had, uh, you know, just an incredible relationship. She showed me what it was to be able to see myself through someone in a real, real way. And, and also just the realities of how little has changed in, mm-hmm. in the ballet world. Definitely. We're talking to Misty Copeland, her new book, Out the Wind at My Back, The Resilience, Grace, and the Other Gifts from my mentor, Raven Wilkinson. I think this is a wonderful uh, story to tell because it is up to us to be the gatekeepers um, for the Mm -hmm. history of our people, because this is my first Mm -hmm. time hearing about the wonderful Mrs. Wilkinson. What did you learn in her story that helped you as a ballerina push through? Well, I am so fortunate that I didn't even have to just look at her story or hear about it to learn from it. I had her, you know, in my life, you know, face to face sharing these gifts and knowledge, wisdom with me. Um, You know, one of the, like the most important things I learned from her was just how she set an example. You know, she wasn't, I've had, I have so many incredible mentors and teachers and coaches in my life. And Raven was so unique um, that, you know, I, I never felt like she was my elder that was wagging her finger at me. That was like, this is what I'm teaching you. And this is what you should do. or shouldn't do. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but she was so unique in her approach that she was she just kind of embraced me and supported me and would share these uh, experiences and stories of hers. And I knew there were like nuggets of wisdom in the stories that she was telling. And it was how she dealt with these um, incredible situations, you know, the, the, the incredible racism that she experienced, um, you know, especially in that time. And she continued to have such integrity and grace and empathy empathy for the Ku Klux Klan (laughs) you know when she would tell me these stories like they're human too and they learned this from someone you know and it it was having this understanding of like humanity um and and also just this undeniable love for for the art form um even though it didn't always accept her and she's still so passionate uh, about it and she just showed me that, you know, there's, there's nothing that's too hard, you know, to overcome. You know, how do you handle, because a lot of our listeners, it, I mean, Misty, it's like 2022 and we are still dealing mm-hmm. with being the only one, you know, like mm-hmm. a lot of us are still dealing with that. You know, mm-hmm. I know, yeah. you know, as an engineer, I was like the only black young female in my group. What are some mm-hmm. of the, um, tips, a, a few things that we can give our listeners to tell them that if you're the only one, how to deal, especially with the Europeans and the colonizers. <laughs> <laughs> colonizers. Oh my gosh. Um, you know, I, I think that 
that it's important to have a support system around you. Mm-hmm. Um, no matter no matter the situation you're in, whether you're the only, you know, one of a handful or you're surrounded by, you know, people who look like you or from your community, it's so important to have a support system to be able to call on. You know, I think for a lot of young people, we, you know, I have been in this position before where you just feel like you don't want to burden anyone. You don't want to, uh, you know, you think you can do it on your own. Um, you, you don't want to accept this kind of guidance and, and um, support because it, it's like a, a weakness. Um, but it's so important to know that you can't always do it on your own. And it makes you even more powerful when you have someone to call on on those days that you're exhausted or you don't have all the answers. Um, you know, that's been my backbone and my strength throughout the course of my career. You know, I was the only black woman at American Ballet Theater for the first decade of mm. my career. And um, I wouldn't be here without all of these amazing black women mostly uh that i've had uh that i can lean on you know misty being the first principal of american ballet theater um what sacrifices i know i've had to make sacrifices um we Mm -hmm. all have but something like that that's built on tradition and the Mm -hmm. physicality what sacrifices have you had to make in your life to achieve this coveted role? Mm-hmm. I mean, I have had to be extremely patient. <laughs> I've had to, um, you know, just to kind of like lay it out. Most dancers who come into a professional company, you know, within the first five years, probably, of what your trajectory is going to be, whether or not, you know, the company. Uh, you as you know that they want to invest time in you do they want to nurture you I spent 15 years in the company before I was even given the first opportunity to do a principal role that's unheard of and I I understood though that these are sacrifices I was going to have to make and Mm -hmm. possibly risk um, having opportunities with another company that was not American Ballet Theater and ABT was always my goal but if this didn't work out and I, you know, I was fighting and fighting and trying to show my consistency and my devotion and all of these things that, you know, I shouldn't have had to for that long. Mm -hmm. Um, And I could have missed out on a whole career um, if it didn't work out for me, Uh, you know, just having to um, make sure that I was as perfect as I could possibly be day in and day out. You know, I wasn't strolling into rehearsal class late. I wasn't, I didn't have my hair messy. I wasn't wearing a bunch of junky warm-up clothes. Like, you know, all the things that you do as a professional and over time things slip. Like, I didn't have those liberties. And and as sad as it is, like, that's the, that's the example that, you know, I have to set and, and that we have to have as, as Black people in most spaces. We're talking to Misty Copeland and resilience is in the title of the book. I mean, where does that come from? Did you just have that Mm -hmm. bone or was it developed over time? (laughs) It has it worn down. Mm. Um, I think that it definitely came from my mom, from watching my mom uh, just persevere, 
you know, she had an extremely difficult childhood and then, you know, raising six children on her own and struggling financially for most of my upbringing. Um, Watching her not ever give up, which could have been so easy for her to do, um, I think that definitely, you know, um, set set the standard of what I felt I I needed to be doing. Um, I don't think that it's 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 worn off <laughs> in time. Um, I think that it's just a part of who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have to say that you know, being a being a professional ballerina um, and the training that goes into it definitely prepares you. Uh, to to be resilient and have like a thick skin and to be able to uh, brush off you know the criticism that you get and and pick up and start again every single day. I just know when I see that you dance and when I look at the audience and um, there is a part of the Nutcracker. I know you you know the part. I can't. I don't know the <laughs> official term, but when you twirling uh-huh. around. <laughs> And you yeah. doing them a thousand turns? I'm like, ooh, yeah. oh, she, how is she not getting dizzy? <laughs> but when I say Angie, you, the the audience, it's like they just come alive when she does her moves, and it's just it's for me, it's so empowering, and it just is so encouraging because we need to have inclusion. But I just want to say thank you because I know mm-hmm. um, all of the hard work that you put into this. Um, I have a mm-hmm. niece who is never going to be a ballerina, but I'm not going to tell her that. But <laughs> for people <laughs> that have young girls or, or um, you know, the, the young boys, what's some advice for them to get them started in dance? You know, I, I think it's I think it's important, especially for children of color, that the parents are involved and invested as well. Mm. Um, that that you find uh, a studio or community center, whatever it is where you where, where dance is being offered, and you see teachers that reflect these students and 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 your children. Um, you know, ballet is a hard enough thing to be a part of, and you want to have all the support you can get. And and what I would say to young people um, is to, as cliche as it sounds, is just to not compare yourself to other other people next to you uh you know it's it's so powerful and especially this day and age with social media and and you know wanting to look like people you see that you follow or you know come come onto your uh feed um it's so it's so much more powerful to be an individual and to be uniquely yourself and and you know that's something that prince would say to me over and over again, you know, in our time working together, it was like, you know, when I would say I feel so lonely and I'm isolated, I'm the only one. And he was like, well, what's wrong with that? You know how many people want to stand out and and be different and be unique. And I was like, oh, I never really looked at it that way. Uh, (laughs) There's such power, there's such power in being yourself. Yes. Definitely. Um, what's next for you? How long are you are, are you going to uh, be a professional? Are, will you retire? You never retire? Are you going to teach? What's your future? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I'm so fortunate that I that I have been able to build 
um, so so many different outlets that I have of, of being able to express myself, whether it's through, you know, writing. This is my eighth book. Um, I'm going to continue to keep, you know, writing and expressing myself and sharing my art with, with the world. Um, my foundation, the Misty Copeland Foundation, just launched in September. We have an amazing new program uh, that's offering free ballet class at Boys and Girls Clubs in the Bronx. Um, nice. I, of course, will retire at some point. Um, <laughs> I'm 40 years old. As a principal Ooh. dancer, we, you know, typically can dance into your mid to late 40s. But I don't know if I'm going to do that. <laughs> uh, it's How's hard. How's your body? It, you know, it's, it's Take it. body. It's, yeah. it's a lot, you know, um, and it, it consumes your life. And um, I have a seven-month-old baby, and it can, can no longer consume it the way it once did. Uh, so I don't know. I have a lot of amazing things on the horizon. I will forever be a part of the ballet world and community and fighting for more equity, diversity, and inclusion um, in, in every way that I can. Misty I didn't Copeland. know you was a mama. I, I know, know right? Yeah. <laughs> you just spell that on me. I'm an auntie. Oh yes. my goodness. Send gifts. <laughs> I got a seven gifts. The, the baby almost in college. She just not telling me. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy. This this has made my day. Thank this you. Thank has made you. my day. Well, continue to dance. As long as you are, are dancing, I'm going to be there in the audience. She is just phenomenal. And thank you for all that you do again. And thank you for spending some time with us, Misty. Have a happy holidays and hug Jackson you for too. me. I will. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Thank you. The new book is called The Wind at My Back, Resilience, Grace, and the Other Gifts from My Mentor, Raven Wilkinson. You're listening to Cafe Mocha. We're at Cafe Mocha. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Cafe Mocha. It's Cafe Mocha on the line, our favorite singer (laughs) ever, Miss Patty LaBelle. Welcome, Patty, again. Yes, it's Patty Patty. This is Patty Patty. Patty Patty. Now let's get right into it. You have a new soul food line at Walmart? It's not soul food, it's actually comfort food. Uh huh. But it, it could be called whatever you want to call it. But I, <laughs> I call it comfort food because all kind of people eat this food. Black, white, purple, green. It's just good food. And the macaroni, of course, is the one with the uh, seven, six cheeses. It pulls like pizza. Ooh, and everything okay. that I have out there now, I'm so proud of it. Did you say it pulls like pizza? Yeah, you know, with those seven cheeses, like the mozzarella mm, provolone, mm, they mm, pull on mm. it. Mm. Look at a South Lady Patty's. Yeah. It's called Patty's Comfort Food. That's what it's called. <laughs> it's like, it, it was so much fun creating these meals because, you know, I've been cooking since I was a wee tot. Right. And watching my mother and father and my um, aunt and everyone cook. And I learned how to do everything the right way. And when we started with the ladies who's preparing my food for me, I had like four tests for the macaroni and cheese. Like, 
it would come here sometimes that it wasn't pulling properly, the color was wrong, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I kept sending it back and back until we got it right. What has been your most popular um, comfort food in this line? In this line? Yes. The macaroni. Mm. The macaroni and cheese. Mm-hmm. And you got and what? It, it's so hard too. to get that right. <laughs> I know. What? You're going to have white people thinking they could cook, Miss Patty. <laughs> well, that's what I'm going to think because guess what? what? Once they try, they're going to lie and say, I made it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. I can't wait until you ladies taste it. I can't wait either. What are some of the other dishes? I have uh, it's greens, mixed greens with smoked turkey, mm. black eyed peas with smoked turkey, mm. corn okra tomatoes, chicken and biscuits, mm. two types of cornbread. Mm. Uh, and something else. Something mm. else. Brisket. I can't remember. Brisket. Maybe that's it. It's a brisket. No. It's a brisket. Yes. It all uh-huh. sounds good. So y'all know what y'all can do for Thanksgiving. Y'all go on over there and get that comfort food. <laughs> it's back yeah. in the family. But you can call it soul food. I don't care, honey. It's just good food that you can live by. and You don't have to make dinners, entrees anymore. And then after that, you get my new double crusted peach cobbler with all the other Ooh. desserts that I have coming out. Girl, Ooh. peach cobbler. I'm, I'm saving your life. Peach Ooh. cobbler, Patty. <laughs> <laughs> that does not cobbler, sound like Patty. a lifesaver. <laughs> huh? peach, and my stomach is. is over here growling anyway. I'm over here <laughs> hungry already. Oh, what? I'll feed you the next time I see you, baby. Where was that? Where was the taste testing at? I could have helped with that part. <laughs> it was coming back and forth to my house, honey. Okay. So you could have come over here and helped me taste it. <laughs> <laughs> what time do you start cooking? Like, say, for Thanksgiving, you oh, start the night before? Eight, eight in the morning. I don't like the overnight cooking because I like it to be fresh from the stove. Mm-hmm. I'm right. just that kind of girl. Now my dog is talking to me. Shut up, Cuddles. She's up here barking at me because I'm on the phone doing a um, conversation. I'm having a conversation, Pookie. Whoop, whoop. He's special. So anyway, I start about eight. Mm-hmm. And I finish about four. Oh, that's not, that's good. Do you cook, Lonnie? I cook all the time. Get you jail? <laughs> Cook. I cook and eat all the time. Lonnie, what's your favorite dish? Oh, I you know what? I love macaroni and cheese. Wow. So, but now I don't have to do it because mm-hmm. I'm going to get Miss Patty's hey. macaroni and cheese. You know what I can say, ladies? My macaroni and cheese is excellent to me. Now, yours is probably excellent also. It's probably the same taste as mine. You know, and I'm always saying that because I don't want people to think that I got the best food in town. Because mm-hmm. I don't. Right. I don't. But I'm you, lucky to be able to put something together. But what I like about it, though, Miss LaBelle, is that, mm-hmm. you know, there are certain people that can't cook right. and they want to be able to provide a proper <laughs> dinner. Yeah. And so, uh-huh. you know, you are providing that. You're providing a service. So I really do thank you for it. So you guys have to oh, check out her comfort so welcome, food line. Honey. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm a, I'm a recipe girl. You know, I, I, I'm not really good with cooking, but I'm good with recipes. Uh-huh. You know, so I, I like, you mm-hmm. know. Well, Patty has a cookbook, too. Mm-hmm. You know, that's yeah, really good. Yeah. Yeah, you can look at those. You know, so many people tell me at the airport or come to my show. They'll say, "You know, I made your food from your 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 book, and it tastes exactly like I thought it should." And they follow exactly, and you can't go wrong. Mm-hmm. Be quiet, cuddles. <laughs> Love it. Oh, look at special. cuddles. <laughs> I just made some brisket. Gave him some brisket with no seasoning. Treat him like a little king, and now he's gonna bark at me. And I gotta do my job. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Patty. <laughs> LaBelle. 
Her her line at Walmart is called Good Life Brands. And Miss Patty, we're gonna let yeah. you get back to cuddles, okay? <laughs> can you hear him? Wait, yes. Hold on. We can. Be quiet. He's not talking. He's now. so He's cute. But you thank know, you guys don't think that I'm special at seventy five like crazy. I'm not. I'm just having fun. I know. We know. And that's why we love having you come that's in and right. talk to us. It's such an honor, too. We don't take it for granted. Um, we know that you're busy. You're doing all these things. But for you to take time to speak to us and the listeners, they love you so much. And we do, too. Oh, Have a wonderful holiday are. season. I was happy when I got the call to do this interview. Oh. I love all of you. Happy holidays. Really, really. Thank you. We love you, too, Miss Patty. Here's your dose of espresso. Strong, hot news now. This is The Espresso. Will Smith is out promoting his new movie. And, of course, he got to talk about the Chris Rock slap. You just never know what somebody's going through. There's, I was going through something that night, you know. And we just got to be nice to each other, man. You know, it's like, it's hard. Georgia's back at the polls on Tuesday to vote between Reverend Warnock and the former football player who said this about young voters. I think our biggest problem is we've not shown our kids that most of the people today hadn't earned the right to change America. Make sure you vote Tuesday, ATL. And comedian John Leguizamo is back in the Christmas film, Violent Night. I mean, it's a wild movie, man. It's all you can eat. It's got it all in it. Violence, gore, hilarity, really touching and moving and great freaking action. It's a very edgy Christmas movie, and I think people appreciate that. You know, we got the, the, we got the ones for the kids. This ain't for the kids. Violent Night in theaters now. That's the espresso. Cafe Mocha, Angelique, along with Lonnie Love. Um, hey, Lonnie. Hey, Angelique. Um, just want to give a special shout-out and prayers of healing to my friend Sinbad, I believe it was October of 2020, he suffered a stroke and it was due to blood clots in his heart going up into his head. Mm -hmm. And um, he has been on the men ever since. Um, He just had a birthday and, you know, we posted all about him and, you know, it was kind of like quiet. And finally his family came out um, with a post and it was a beautiful post on IG basically saying that Sinbad appreciates the love and support. And you can see in the picture, he is learning how to walk again. Mm -hmm. Um, and also that, um, you know, they realize that we've been asking for updates and if there's anything that he needs. So they have set up a, link where um you can follow it's called the journey forward um it's for sinbad and it's to keep up with sinbad's recovery um and you can you know purchase collectible uh collectible action figures this is stuff to help you know i'm I'm quite sure with the medical costs and stuff like that but he's on the mend he is you know learning to walk again and we just wish him well. So if you can go to the journey forward um, and you can keep up with there and please just keep giving your prayers to him and to the family. Um, it's so well worth it. He has given us so much enjoyment. Um, now is our time to pay it back and help him in his recovery. So we wish you well, Simba. 
Cafe Mocha, Lonnie Love, Angelique. And you know what, Angelique? What? Thriller. Thriller. 40 years. And they've released a Thriller 40th anniversary album. No, oh, how come I haven't heard about this? Yeah, it's 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 been getting around a little bit. You know, at the AMAs, there was a little bit of a controversy because they were going to do a tribute to Michael Jackson and Chris Brown and Sierra were going to do the tribute and do the dancing okay. and stuff like that for this 40th anniversary for the Thriller album. That would and, have been great. Well, if you go on Sierra's uh, Instagram, she has the rehearsals. The Dick Clark Productions at the last minute pulled the tribute. Um, it's been alleged that they didn't want a so-called abuser uh, dancing for a so-called molester. And I just have to remind people that Michael was never convicted. He, um, mm-hmm. you know, was never convicted. So, but I think what actually happened was the production company was Jesse Collins oh, and um, Stephen Hill. And so, you know, Stephen Hill loves Michael Jackson. So what I think is that they um, had contacted, you know, Chris and Sierra to do this tribute. And then the studio was like, wait a minute. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. because everybody was like, why did they cancel it and all of that? But people have to understand that some, you know, when you're when you are the production company working on producing it, you know, then, you know, you 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 do stuff like on the side and then. You know, if the studio comes in at the last minute, it's like you can't, you know, you, you still have event. to answer to the studio. Right. And so it's that's your producer, but you still have to answer to whatever network you're airing on. So. And that was the controversy. But going back to the 40th anniversary thriller album, it is a um, it has a lot of remastered hit. It has a lot of demos. Um, mm. that, um, you know, cause like, uh, pretty young thing, the demo sounds totally different than oh, yeah? actually pretty young thing does. It sounds totally different. It's like, you know, and you can hear Michael's raw vo- vocals on a lot. Also what they're doing is they're remastering those thriller videos. So like, um, beat it and um, <laughs> thriller has been remastered. Cause if people you, and you can see the difference now, like now it's crystal clear. It's like, you can see the light like thriller. When we saw it, we didn't realize it back then it was dark and, and it was kind of like um, grainy. Cause it, that's, that was the technology back then. So yeah, now, we had it on VHS. Exactly. And that's, and it looked crazy, but now, I mean, you could see like more deep, details of the ghoulish faces and Mm -hmm. it's just really so if you go on youtube and look up thriller 4k um that's a big deal so you know this is all for you know the 40th anniversary of the thriller album which is one of the best-selling albums of all times so if you want to check it out check it out if you miss any part of the show you can always find the old episodes at mochapodcastnetwork.com that's mochapodcastnetwork.com click on cafe mocha unless you want to check out rolanda watt show sherry shepherd and kim whitley have a show on the network that's Mocha Podcast Network. And until next time, you can find us on all platforms at Cafe Mocha Radio. Cafe Mocha is a production of Miles Ahead Broadcasting in partnership with Compass Media. Executive producer Sheila Eldridge. For comments, booking, or more information, visit CafeMochaRadio.com.